at Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success, we're all about taking off. You know, I always like to show that motion here at AESNation.com of acceleration. Well, I have a fellow entrepreneur, and I mean a serial entrepreneur. He's done amazing things in his own right, but he's just co-authored a book called Rocket Fuel, and it is amazing because he takes all his lessons of starting, buying, shutting down 10 businesses and puts those in with his co-author and shows you how you, every one of us as entrepreneurs, can get rocket fuel and really take off. I'm John Bowen. We're at AESNation.com. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss this. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Mark, I am so excited to have you on. I mean, I really have. Uh, we talked before I turned the camera on. I feel really fortunate. Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach introduced us at one of our sessions. I was making doing a makeup, and we ended up uh, meeting each other and told me about this rocket fuel stuff you're working on. And over the weekend, I read the book uh, in pre-release, and I, I got to tell you, it's a phenomenal book. Oh, John, well, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on and visit with you today, and I got to tell you, something like that, uh, hearing you say it is just music to my ears. Sorry, I, I ruined your okay, week. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got to say, as a matter of fact, I'm going to buy it for my senior team for the retreat we have coming up, because there's some simple messages that most entrepreneurs, I'm going to say that they know this stuff, but they don't know it. And they don't know how to execute. And I mean, I think this is going to change everyone's framing of how they can accelerate their success 10x and more. But before I do that, I want to go and you know get your credentials here, if you will, for being an entrepreneur. Tell me a little bit of the Beck story because it's you know there's a lot of these uh, entrepreneurial guru books out there, and the guys have never done it. Uh, they've never been involved with fellow entrepreneurs. They've never really had a business experience. They're academics and so on. You're not, Mark. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so my story is I've, I've either started up, bought, sold, or shut down, uh, counting this one, uh, 10 different companies. And so along the way, I've learned a lot. Uh, some of that stuff worked great. Some of that stuff didn't work out so well. And uh, so at least I took the lessons away from how much more effective I was and how much more enjoyable it was for me when I had a systematic approach to the businesses that I was running. And over time, as I started to move from uh, an operational role and started to become more of an advisor to other folks who were are, are running a company, uh, I really started to dive into what that system was. And one of the dynamics that we discovered in there was about these, these two different uh, types of leaders. And uh, a colleague that I engaged with along the way, Gino Wickman, who a uh, fellow strategic coach student of, of ours, uh, he had written a book called Traction, where he uh, unveiled his system called the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And I had begun using that system uh, with a number of my clients, saw how well that worked. And so Gino and I, we became fast friends and really hit it off, became business partners. And ultimately, that's how he and I came to write this book together. No, it's, I mean, I want to... Every fellow entrepreneur appreciates, you know, having simplicity. I always think of it, if you can have an elegant and simple business, I mean, where, you know, things are just going and we've all had moments of that and we've certainly all had moments when it's anything but. And, 
And I've gone through, I've started a number of businesses and gone full cycle, the whole thing. And uh, haven't shut any down yet, but I've come close. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I should take that back. I just thought of one that I did. Yeah, so I've done that too. Okay, good. Uh, you have a rare yeah, yeah, you know, I've come very close. I, you know, you got to fail quick. I'm in Silicon Valley. You know, it's in, in you're in you know, another metropolitan hub, uh, Dallas. And, and what really resonated with me was, you know, this discovery of you had created the framing. Because this is stuff I've known, I've done, I've coached people on. But I thought the framing was really powerful. And that's what I wanted to have you explain, Mark. You know, you talked about the two types of entrepreneurs. And really, these are the key elements to have that rocket fuel, to have that acceleration. And most of us as entrepreneurs, we're, we start out as, I want to call it good technicians, you know, Michael yeah. Gerber, uh, uh, truism, a uh, good friend, I think, of both of ours. And Michael, uh, <laughs> Michael kind of, uh, you know, he, he was just revolutionary where he said that, you know, what we do is we're good at something, good technicians, and we just get going, doing it, doing it, and then we having success, and it, and it starts getting bigger and all that. And then what happens is... Oftentimes we kind of fail. We don't continue that growth. And you got real clarity on that missing part. So what I'd like to have you do is kind of share with us um, what is that, you know, two types of entrepreneurs and, and you know, what are they? Because, I mean, that's not what most of us think. Yeah, so the, the visionary type is something I think that everybody's going to be real familiar with because, uh, you know, many of your listeners, that's exactly who they are, right? They, they have these ideas, and, and new ideas are just coming up all the time. They're a they're fountain of, of, uh, of uh, you know, creativity, and, and they can sort of see the future, and they can see where things are going and think about how best to position along that path to, to take full advantage of it. And, uh, you know, while they have all these wonderful capabilities, they're great at dealing with the outside world, you know, they may not be as strong at the little details, you know, following through all those things. And one of the patterns that we really see a lot is the, the biggest threat to their great idea that they have is this next new idea that's coming along because they get distracted and they see that and then they're not paying attention to the first thing and the next thing you know something's not working it's not working the way that they wanted it to so in, in its larger context I think about it as we're, we're on this entrepreneurial path and I really strongly resonate with you know Dan Sullivan talks about freedom he talks about the four types of freedom mm -hmm. freedom of time freedom of money freedom of relationship freedom of purpose and really that's what I'm all about I'm all about helping an entrepreneur make that happen. And what I've experienced and what I've seen a lot of people experience is they start off down that path and when they find themselves stuck, it's like they have the worst hourly job all of a sudden than they ever could have imagined. And that was not what they got into this for. That's not what they signed up for. And when they start looking around at why they're stuck, it's because they're missing something. And a lot of times they're missing a set of capabilities. And what we discovered was, you know, this, these capabilities are very naturally provided by this other style of leader, type of leader that we call an integrator. We call them an integrator. The integrator are the ones that are all about execution. They're about those details. They're about that follow through. And in simplest terms, you can think of it as the visionary makes it up, the integrator makes it real. They go and they make it happen. And so when you have those two together, it's a really, really powerful combination. That's where the name Rocket Fuel came from. It's a funny, funny situation, John. One of my clients, <clears throat> we're in the process of writing this book, and you know, oh my gosh, what an interesting 
process that was. Mm -hmm. And I'm in, I'm in session with a client one day, and he knew that we were working on a book. And so he's like, hey, Winters, what's, uh, what's the name for this book you're working on? And so I told him one of the working titles that we had, and he goes, no, that's, that's not it. It's rocket fuel. And I'm like, okay, John, what's, what's the story? Tell me why you think rocket fuel is the right idea. And he begins to tell me this story about how he had recently brought in his integrator, and he had had a, a profiling expert come in and was working with them on, on kind of their makeup. And he looked at the two of them together side by side in their profiles. And his observation was, oh, my gosh, the two of you together, that's going to be like rocket fuel for your company. And so that was how we came up with the title. And it stuck. And uh, we've been going with it ever since. Uh, I think it's so powerful. And I want to go back to one thing and then kind of progress through and make sure everybody gets this because it's, it's one of those easy concepts that's hard to execute. Oh, no and, doubt. And it's so important. And I, I got to tell you, this has been one of my most successful things. I mean, uh, a fellow who I've called COO, but really is an integrator, Ron Reynolds, with me on, I don't know, six, seven, eight companies now. And we've been together for many, many years. And um, we would not be successful. And I mean, I, I started entrepreneurship, really, Dan Sullivan framed it, you said it, you know, we, we're, we're chasing freedom, time, money, relationships, purposes, purpose. And, you know, you, you look at that and as entrepreneurs, once you, you know, let's say you got even early traction, you get that early traction and all of a sudden, you know, you, you, know, you work part time, <laughs> the half day, uh, yeah. tw you know, 12 hours out of 24, the money's nowhere near what you thought because you're just, you know, putting out fires, relationship afraid, and purpose, you kind of forgot why you were doing it. It's almost right. in a survival scarcity mode. And when you bring that other person in and they don't even necessarily, I mean, you know, in my case, my uh, integrator, uh, you know, really... Mark, uh, one of the things I was kind of interested in as I was reading the book, you know, whether you thought they had to come from the industry, and you know, he didn't. I mean, he was a aerospace engineer <laughs> and yeah. just brilliant, yeah. and came into financial services, and it, yeah. it was amazing. So, you know, maybe give me some examples you do throughout the book of you know where this made a difference. You know, other fellow entrepreneurs, uh, you know, along the way. Yeah, so uh, interesting. We we can look back in history and we can find some of the uh, you know some of the early uh, icons of American industry. And we and we find that it was present there. So literally, we go back to Ford, and Henry Ford had a fellow named James Cousins, and and Cousins was his integrator, and he was the guy that made it happen. And he didn't know anything about uh, you know how to how to make the cars work necessarily, but he knew all about the, the processes and all the things that they needed to do to make that business scale. So Henry could have his ideas and, and then James Cousins would go and, and make them happen. We look at McDonald's and Ray Kroc had this guy named Fred Turner. And Fred Turner was the guy that was kind of behind the scenes. Very few people know about him that was making it happen, making that thing become real. Uh, Disney, another, another one that, that people are familiar with. You know, everybody knows Walt Disney. Well, Walt had a brother, Roy. And uh, a great quote by Walt is, if, you know, if it hadn't been for Roy, uh, you know, we would have gone bankrupt and, and you know, never, never made it. So that, that business, everything we know to be Disney today, may have never, never come to pass. So you know, just some examples from, from history that most people are familiar with, and there, there are more. And then I look at examples today, and uh, you know, a client here in Dallas that I work with uh, you know, had, had a guy who was a great visionary, 
you know, grew the company, uh, you know, to a certain level and it kind of, you know, it, it kind of flattened out is what I would say. Really frustrating for him. He keeps getting sucked back into the details and he, he reaches out and he finds the person to be his integrator. And they're in an information business. They, they do data, they do analytics for uh, 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 multi-tenant properties. And so they, the people, their clients use those to make decisions. And he finds this integrator and he brings him in on a certain path and kind of starts out, kind of tests the waters, make sure that it's a right fit. And it becomes clear, become clear that it's a, it's a good fit. And so more and more things start to hand off. Their velocity starts to speed up. And recently, you know, they came in here and we had a session and it was kind of cool because they brought champagne because we got to celebrate the fact they tripled their business. And uh, so, you know, the, the thing just kind of took off and went. And the, the, the really great thing about it, John, is the smiles on their faces, how much more fun they're having because they're doing the stuff that they wanted to do. They're doing the stuff that they intended to do when they got in this thing in the first place. I, I tell you, Mark, I've been involved in a number of M&A transactions, about 50, 28 as a principal. And I, I got to tell you that I was looking back as I was reading this and I can think of a couple of businesses we bought where we didn't lock one of the others in. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, we didn't realize full value. I'll just say it at that. That was one of them that I was like, we shut uh -oh. down. Uh, but, you know, it, this is so important. I can't imagine any fellow entrepreneur listening to this and saying, particularly if you're a visionary, which is you're going to be the most likely to be watching this or listening to it in a podcast. And, and you know, this to me is that missing element. I, I remember how dysfunctional my business was until the very first one I had where I was getting a fair amount of success. We're growing, you know, at a really good rate and I didn't have this person. And this is where Ron, the fellow I mentioned earlier, and I got together. Uh, yeah. And I, I'll tell you, had I not got him, you know, we wouldn't have sold our business for you know, a tremendous amount of money um, because that was a missing element. So I know what I want to know. If I, if, if I had met you then, Mark, I'm going, how do I get one of these? You know, I, I want an integrator. Great. So that's the obvious question. And before I answer it, I should tell you that one of the things that we learned in, in doing the research for this book is that the integrator is actually the scarce resource. So uh, we, we, it appears the ratio may be as many as four to one visionaries to integrators. Okay, so what that tells you is there's not enough of them to go around, so you, you probably should have some sense of urgency about it. And so that obvious question, how do I get one? And we actually, you know, we lay out in the book what we call the, the visionary integrator connection process, which walks you step by step through, through what that looks like. Uh, so to quickly kind of walk you through it, the first step is to pin down what we call the visionary spectrum for your business. You need to get a sense of how much visionary your business really needs. A couple different things we look at there. Look at your industry type. You know, obviously something that's high tech is going to need, uh, you know, way more visionary than something that's really kind of static and doesn't move around a lot. We look at the, the growth aspirations that you have. If you're really trying to make this thing grow 10x, uh, that's a whole different thing than if you're just trying to hold on to what you've got and, and maintain. And then the last thing that we look at as part of the spectrum is really the, the market change that's going on, the complexity that's going on in the markets. There are a lot of competitive activity. Is it rolling up? Is there regulatory things going on? Uh, and so sort of that, that set together helps us say, okay, you need a lot of visionary or, you know, you just need just enough. So we pin that down. And from there, we get into the visionary's profile. So this is you. So we'd look at you, John, and go, okay, what's this guy look like? What's he really made of? And, and the, the metaphor that we use is a, is a two-piece puzzle. So the visionary has their shape 
and the integrator has their shape. And we're trying to find literally the perfect fit between the two. So to do that, we need to start by figuring out what the edge of your puzzle piece looks like. So here's your profile. We have a wish list tool that really lets you get to the heart of, man, if, if somebody could do this for me, if somebody could take that away, you know, what's your list of things that you wish would go away? You wish somebody would handle for you so that you could just focus on the stuff that you love. So we get that out, and then we move over to the integrator profile. So what is the other side? If you look like this, what does that other side need to look like? What's the job description that we can define out of that and, and distill out and, and really kind of get that pinned down? So once we know that, the next big question is, are you ready? And so we have a set of what we call readiness factors. So the four readiness factors. So there's there's four different things we want you to look at. One is, are you financially ready? Okay, so this isn't free. Uh, obviously, integrators are, are going to going to cost you something. And for some people, uh, that's all they can see. They can only see the expense that goes with it. And they have trouble seeing the benefit. So once you start to see, okay, here's the financial gain that I can expect to get from this because instead of spending my time on these, these other things, I'll be able to spend time on these opportunities. We'll be able to solve these uh, problems faster, whatever. A lot of different things drive the financial gain side of it. So you got to be financially ready. Second thing, you have to be psychologically ready, and that's really about letting go. When we went into this thing, uh, the whole letting go question I had in my mind that, that a lot of the hesitation, everybody could see that there was hesitation. Visionaries are slow and reluctant oftentimes to let go. And I thought it was about control. I thought at least part of it was about wanting to have control. And more and more conversations that we had, what I found is it's really about trust. It's, it's about, I'm not sure you're capable. I'm not sure that you're going to take care of this thing. And so here's my baby. And if I hand it to you, and we found many of them had the experience of having handed things off to somebody, and then whoever they handed off to dropped it and broke it. And then they're sitting there looking at their thing that's now, you know, smashed all over the floor, and that's really painful. And so that's made them reluctant and slow to let things go. So they need to be able to trust and let go. The third thing is lifestyle. So are you at that place in your lifestyle where you're ready to, to start handing things off because you want to spend more time doing the things you enjoy, uh, maybe spending you know, less of your time on the business? And then the last thing is finally, are you ready to spend more time in your unique ability? Uh, instead of kind of doing everything. And you may be capable of doing many things, but there's some things, if you really sit down, if you're really honest with yourself, that you enjoy doing more, are you ready to really focus in and dive into that? So as we come back to kind of this connection process, that's that was the fourth step, the four readiness factors. The fifth step is really the search, search and find. So uh, that can take on different forms, ranging from hiring some kind of a, a recruiter to, to really help you find that person, to something as simple as putting the call out to your network and, and letting people know that here's what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, if you know anybody, let me know. And we have a lot of great examples by people, people having success both routes. From there, step six, we get them onboarded, we get them ramped up and uh, get them productive and, and, and generating uh, uh, contribution as quick as we can. And then finally, step seven, the last step of the connection process is what we call the visionary integrator relationship cycle. And it's this ongoing wheel that never stops of where step one is we get put the plan together. Step two is we go and we execute against the plan. Step three is we get back on the same page because we'll tend to drift apart a little bit. Step four, we realign, and then we go and complete that wheel again, and we plan again, execute, get back on the same page, realign, and just keep that wheel going and drive this thing to where we want it to go. Yeah, Mark, this is, what I loved about the book and you know, what you're doing is this is so valuable, and you've laid out the framework. So it's, 
you know, a lot of times you, you get strategies and concepts, but you got pretty far down in the whole thing. And, and it was amazing. Um, I want to go to the section on, are you ready? And to me, this is probably the most important. The others are easy to fill in. You know, I mean, you got to have help, you know, the book, uh, your team and, and others really, but you know, are you ready? The financial part, I'm going to just go, boy, if you've got a business that's going, you're starting to generate, you know, a good, a reasonable cash flow before you're, you know, you're probably, uh, it, it's never as reasonable as most entrepreneurs want, but it sure. you know, is go ahead and make this investment. And and I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, a lot of people used to accuse me of, you know, kind of being a control freak. I love giving up control, but it's, you've got to have someone that they've, they really, that you can trust they performed. You know, it's, I always like Ronald Reagan's, uh, you know, trust, but verify that they've yeah, been yeah. held accountable. They're doing it. Uh, lifestyle, you know, it's just, it's a real big deal to me. And I know it is for every entrepreneur out there and that unique ability, you know, strategic coach uh, talks about this a lot is that, you know, that we're whatever, there's usually some part of business that you just love doing because you're really good at it. And when you have the right person as the integrator, I mean, it's such a freeing element. I mean, there's so much, uh, you know, I am not a good attention to detail, Mark. And I know that would surprise you that so many entrepreneurs <laughs> don't have great attention yeah, to detail. Right. I mean, we get things started, we get going and we're having, we're and you know, and like some shiny new things along the way. And boy, you know, if you can get that integrator in early and you can, you know, learn through this process together, it's a, it's amazing to me how I've seen it business after business where it works in different industries and so on. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're, you're right on, and it's just coming to that realization that, oh, okay, and for a lot of people, it's a big aha that there is somebody else out there that actually enjoys doing the stuff that I don't like to do, and it's kind of shocking because it's hard for us to relate, right? We don't, we don't realize that, but once we realize, wow, there's somebody else that actually likes doing that, and they're really good at it, and uh, you know, that would free me up. You know, the sooner you can get to that place, uh, you know, the more leverage and impact you can have. Let's go just a little bit more detail on, you talk about in the book on, you know, that there's a natural, because we're putting different pieces of the puzzle together. We're matching them up. You know, we match up, we get going, and I, I, I am pretty sure if I brought my integrator on with me, he would say over the last, I don't know, we've been working together almost 20 years, uh, uh, you know, 20 years, we've had some disagreements along the way. Shocking. And, uh, yeah, I know. You know any, <laughs> any, per, any personal relation, uh, you know, 20 years, have a disagreement. And we approach it very differently. And, and you gave some, I really liked, we do some of the ideas. I'm going to incorporate some of them that you give that I don't do. But right. what are some of the ideas, Mark, that you're doing, you know, on creating that regular communication process so that we don't let things get out of whack between us? Perfect. Yeah, we, we have a, a group of things that we really call the five rules. And it's, it's how we're going to play together in, in a way that takes the fact that we're so naturally wired to butt heads. I mean, there's, there's just friction inherent in the fact that these two are so different. So we want to be really intentional and, and put some structure around these interactions to, to help do exactly what you described. The first rule is to stay on the same page. And the, the, the way that we do that is through something we call the same page meeting. And the same page meeting is a regular monthly meeting where the visionary and the integrator get together 
and they have a have a little bit of a check-in with each other on both a personal and professional level just to kind of connect as humans, right? So we're, we're all humans in this thing. And then they lay out what are the issues, you know, what are the things that are going on that we need to be talking about to make sure we're on the same page, or if we know we're not, to get back on the same page. And then you prioritize, though, and you just methodically work through uh, following an issue-solving track that we outlined for you to get to that place, to get to that place where you're all back in sync, so, so you're working as, as one unified force in the business. And when you're going back out with the rest of the leadership team, the rest of the organization, you're singing the same song. You're absolutely coming from the same place. So that's really a big one. Uh, second rule is no end runs. So, so one of the things that you know, a good visionary will do is they'll go around somebody. And so you know, they'll go down into the organization and they'll kind of go around the structure of, uh, of accountability and, and authority that should be in place for their, for their integrator. And they'll go to somebody that's supposed to be reporting to them and they'll just handle them directly. And uh, you know, while their intent is not bad, uh, the effect that it has is it kind of cuts that integrator off at the knees and really can undermine their ability to execute and, and, and make the things happen that you're trying to have happen as a team. So we don't want to do that. And likewise, you know, someone from within the organization, because they've been coming directly to you for years, will try and go around the integrator and come directly to you as the visionary and say, hey, you know, why don't you handle this for me? And so, you know, that we have a question that we put in that process. So anytime you see somebody coming with an end run, uh, you know, you may listen to them, uh, you may you kind of take it in, but at the end of that conversation, we want you to ask what we call the question. And the question is, relative to the person they have just done the end run around, basically you, you call out what's just happened and you say, look, somebody needs to tell them, the integrator in this case, somebody needs to tell them, so are you going to tell them or am I going to tell them? And just make it real clear that, you know, this isn't going to happen in a vacuum and we're just going to go around these people. And you kind of stop that from happening. Once you ask that question, that pretty much puts an end to the end runs. So that's a good thing. The third rule is what we call the integrator as the tiebreaker. So the integrator works uh, you know, that, over. That was the one where all the fellow entrepreneurs listened to this because, Mark, this was the one that I kind of go, you know, I'm not sure I like this one. I, I, I was with you 100 percent until you said, you know. Uh, I'm not the tiebreaker. I've always thought I was supposed to be the tiebreaker. Yeah, so you should love this. So, uh, you know, we, we put the integrator in a position of authority over the functional leaders in the organization. And so what that means is they're working through and between all these different functional leaders to help them harmoniously, uh, you know, stay pointed in the same direction. You know, they're all rowing to the same tempo and doing the same things. And what will inevitably happen is one of the functional leaders will say, hey, let's go this way. And another one says, oh, no, we got to go the other way. Big surprise, a lot of times it's marketing saying this and operations saying that, right? And so they can't work it out. And so what a lot of dysfunctional companies will do is they'll just stay stuck and they won't make a decision. And so that's not good. So somebody needs to make a decision. And so we put that responsibility on the integrator. And we say, okay, integrator, we want you to step in there and hear the whole story. Take it all in and for the greater good and long term of the organization say, here's what we're going to do and make a decision that then everybody executes and lives with. Now, here's why it's okay for you. Here's why it's okay for the visionary, because you guys are on the same page. You've already made sure that you're on the same page. So when the integrator is doing that, they're doing that absolutely consistent with the alignment that you guys have laid out for the organization. So let them do it. Let them do it. Make it happen. That makes them that much more effective. That empowers them to take that much more off your place so you can continue working in this space that you really want to work in. No, I, so. Yeah, that was so powerful, Mark, because, you know, and it's 
what we're doing is we're going ahead and really giving credibility, uh, you know, and, and making sure they are the leader. Because and particularly, you know, so often the entrepreneur has got the largest owner uh, ownership stake and they're going to use that card along the way. And so, you know, it's a divide mom and dad concept that you write about, too. And, and this is when you get that clear path, and that makes it more important for the integrator and the visionary to really spend some quality time together. No, no doubt. And, and you just hit on, on really the fourth of the five rules, which is that, that when you are working in the business, even though you're an owner, you have to play as an employee. And that's really hard. We have a whole set of what we call the rules of the game, but particularly in partnerships where you have multiple partners and you know, they have different roles that they play within the organization. Your habit is I'm an owner and I'm going to throw down the owner card and boom, here's how it's going to be. I'm an owner. I'm an owner. And while that's important and you should have a voice, we have a special place for that voice and we call it the owner's box. And so all of those discussions happen in the owner's box. And then the owners, ever how many, whether there's one or five, ever how many, they come out of the owner's box into the structure that we've mapped out of the organization and there they play as a member of the team. They play as an employee. They play this specific role that they have agreed to, to, to play to contribute to the overall uh, you know, greater good of the organization. And so that's hard. Sometimes in an organization, particularly in the early phases, you'll have people that will be sitting in multiple seats in that structure, right? And so some are at a higher level, some are at lower levels, you know, sometimes multiple on the same level. And so we call it keeping track of which hat you're wearing, right? So, so when I'm sitting in this seat, I'm wearing this hat. So I need to play consistent with any person that we would ask to sit in that seat. Same thing when I'm playing up here. And if we can do that, and it's, it's hard, I mean, it's not easy, but if you're intentional about it and you think about why you're doing it, you can do it. Uh, it really has a great con contributing effect on the, just the overall integrity of the organization. And it helps everybody begin to play by those rules. It helps everybody to stay clear on what they're doing, how it fits in, and all moving in the same direction. And you know, the last of the five rules uh, is, is this idea of maintaining mutual respect. So. As a visionary, you bring in someone to be your integrator. This is not your lackey. This is not somebody that you're just whipping around. They, they really are your complement. They're your co-leader of the organization. You know, together you are stronger. So it's really important that you respect each other and, and, and work hard to do that. That's why it becomes so important that there's a, a strong cultural fit. Uh, you know, the core values that this person has absolutely must be a fit with your core values, core values of the organization. They should share your passion. So whatever drives you, whatever your heart is for what you're doing, they should have the similar heart. And it's because of that, it's because, you know, you have the same end in mind that you're driving for and you both feel so strongly about, uh, I mean, that's how you stay together. God, this is great. You know, we've, we've been telling them how great the book is. Let's go into the next segment, which is... Book of the Day. And Mark, I'm going to put up on the screen uh, the Amazon. You know, as we're doing this recording, it's in pre-order now. It's going to be released April 20. Eight. Tell us a little bit, you know, we've been going over, you know, the book, but, you know, kind of what's in there because we're not doing it justice. So, so in the book, I mean, if you think about it, think about it in these three big buckets. One bucket is the discovery, the discovery that there are these two types of leaders, the, the, the good and the bad side of both of them. Uh, and then what it looks like when they're all together. So coming out of that, you should have a sense of, okay, I get it. I understand it. 
you know, and, and John, like you said, it may not be a big surprise, but now it just makes it all very visible and you're aware of it. So if the obvious conclusion out of that is, hey, I'm a visionary and I would like an integrator, then the whole middle part of the book is about how to make that happen, how to get your integrator, how to get connected with your integrator complement. And then from there, because the nature of the relationship is so, uh, you know, with friction built in, the, the last part is about how to make that relationship strong, how to be really intentional, you know, the five rules that we talked about. Out. We've got five tools in there that help make it make it work even that much more seamlessly. All these things are explored in, in much more detail. So it's really the the cookbook recipe, the formula, if you will, for how to make this all happen and how to make it effective in your organization. Yeah, and I'm going to just one more time say it's a great book. And what I like about it is it doesn't try to do too much. It's it's staying really on track and lays out an unbelievable framework to show you how you can have this great team, you being one, really making a huge difference and a little a rocket fuel that's going to accelerate you even more. Okay, I'm going to change uh, just a little bit of direction and let's go to the next segment. Mark, you had a couple on your smartphone you wanted to share. Yeah, so there's two that I have used recently and discovered that I, that I found really helpful. One's called Fetch. And Fetch is basically a buying app. You literally just tell them what you want and they go find it. And you can text it, you can take a picture of it and send it over. And uh, I mean, they'll track down anything. And here's a couple of things that I've found is they tend to find great prices. So uh, it's hooked to my Amazon Prime account, which is naturally good prices. Many times they'll find things that are even less expensive than that. I've had them track down things from, you know, something I saw that someone else had. I'll just snap a picture, something I see in a store. I'll snap a picture, see if they can find a better price. I've had them track down articles of clothing. I had them get a, something for one of my cars. So it, anything and everything. And the beauty of it is it doesn't cost anything. So they get you lower prices. They do all the shopping using their time, not your time. And they end up, uh, you know, just making it all happen, all happen for you. So it's really, really easy. Okay. Well, I'm, so I'm going to download that today. You had one more though. Yeah. The other one is called Doctors on Demand. And this one, I had, a, I had a little cough, and I just happened to hear someone else mention this. And so I'm like, okay, let's try it. So I was literally driving in my car uh, home after a day at the office. And so I load this app on my phone. I, I key it up. And uh, for $40, which is about the price of a copay, there's a doctor on my screen, on my iPhone. And so I'm looking at this guy, and he's looking at me. And I happened to cough, and he's like, what's going on? And I told him, and he says, okay, it sounds like you have this. Uh, you know, we'll prescribe this and this. Where do you like to pick up your prescriptions? And I told him the whole call lasted two minutes and 40 seconds. He wrote, sent in the prescription for what I needed. I picked up the prescription on my way to the house and I was done. So about the same price as a copay. I didn't take any time out of my normal routine, literally two, two minutes and 40 seconds out of my life and I got exactly what I needed. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, I've used a competing service. It's not an app, uh, my it's it, my insurance company specific, but they do it and, and I was just blown away. Uh, it's just, you know, it was over the weekend, I wanted to get, uh, you know, uh, I had a little uh, ear infection, knew what it was, had it before, whole thing, you got them on, done, and then, uh, in my uh, insurance company, because it's cheaper than sending you to the doctor, yeah. they just cover it. 
They, you know, anytime wow. you want to use it, have it. And so, uh, you know, take a look at this. I mean, this is, you know, we're talking about disruptive <laughs> things going on. There's a lot of great tools out there. Let me go to the uh, next segment. And this is resources. And Mark, you've got a bunch of resources coming. We're not going to flash the website because it's just being updated right now. But tell us what, what you have there and, and what the address if you have it, is going to be. So the, the URL is rocketfuelnow.com. So rocketfuelnow.com. And basically, that's the place we want everybody to go to join the conversation. So uh, that's where you, you get the latest updates on what's going on with the programming. We've got uh, video interviews and, and different kinds of case studies there, different tools that you'll be able to get through that through that site, and really an ongoing conversation where we're, we're collecting this community of visionaries and integrators and bringing them together so that they can share best practices, they can find each other. This is going to be a great place for visionaries that are looking for integrators to, to, to come looking for them and ultimately for integrators to be able to come when they realize, hey, you know, there's a whole group of folks out there that I can help. We want them to come there as well and, and plug in and then we'll be putting those two together and helping make these really powerful entrepreneurial duos that can go out there and and change the world. No, and I mean, you're doing it. And let me just uh, go to the last segment. Just key takeaways. And I, I'll tell you, I had a bunch of pages of notes and they're a little messy here, but I'm gonna go back to the bucket analogy. And, you know, first of all, there's a, you know, pick up the book, pick up the book, go to the website, make sure to go to aesnation.com to get the show notes. And I'd encourage you to download the transcripts as well because there's so many gems that have that really are in this and you know think of if you really want to accelerate your success dramatically you want to get that rocket fuel then recognize clearly in your business there's two different types of entrepreneurs you need the visionary the integrator most of us that are listening to this are probably visionary some of you might be integrated and boy you are a rare breed so i appreciate you very much Bring, you know, and, and you may already have it in the business. And then one of the things, though, that you may not be doing it as well as Mark with all his experience and his partner, Gino, you know, take a look and really get an understanding of who that person should be alongside you and how you should manage the relationship. Because if you do, you're going to make a huge difference. I got to tell you, you know, Mark, this has been invaluable and I'm going to encourage all our fellow entrepreneurs, whether you're watching it or listening, remember to go to AESNation.com, get the resources because your clients are counting on you. They're counting on you to bring the magic of these two individuals together. Your future clients, your strategic partners are, don't let them down. Wish you the best of success. Thanks so much, John. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com